Vanessa. Hey, Michael. Do you think I'm the only millennial? I mean, I'm barely a millennial, but that doesn't like... Because you're old. Social media? No. You think there's a lot of us? Uh, I'd say there's a handful. So I started, I, I went to Google, mm-hmm. and I started typing in how many millennials, and guess what comes up in the search bar before I could finish? Don't like social media? No. Is it how many millennials don't know the Holocaust actually happened? What? Yeah. Now, I didn't click on it because I don't know what dark area of the web that was going to take me to, but that surprised me. If that's legit, we're in trouble. We're definitely in trouble. But I found an article, and it was from like a legitimate place. It said 25% millennials don't use social media. That's surprising. I agree. That's high. I'm now happy to report. There's other people like me. Welcome to Fireproof Your Retirement, a show with 30 minutes of real questions, real concepts, and real answers. Your hosts are Michael and Vanessa Markey, a husband and wife duo with a playful on-air dynamic and common sense approach toward teaching listeners how to take control of their finances. Michael is the numbers and strategies guy who is passionate about solving financial issues. The standard deviation, I mean, I talk about standard deviation as well, but they talk about the the beta, the alpha, the standard deviation of the particular uh, mutual fund allocation that we're looking at. Vanessa is the down-to-earth voice of reason, pulling his reins in. Okay, but your $5,000 couch isn't going to turn around and pay for something if you have a catastrophic event. This philosophy has led Michael and his firm, Legacy Financial Network, to receive national recognition from being named one of the 10 most innovative agencies in the country by AM Best, to being deemed a local celebrity from Insurance Newsnet Magazine and a hero to the insurance industry from Life Health Pro. He has even been given the Moving America Forward Award from William Shatner. And now, here are your hosts, Michael and Vanessa Markey. Welcome, everyone, to Fireproof Your Retirement. I am your host, Michael Markey. Assisting me today, as she does each week. After you tried to kill me working out. What? You threw the medicine ball at my face. That was the exercise. I just have cat-like reflexes and you only hit my shoulder. Yeah, that's how I describe you all the time. Cat-like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, joining me today is the lovely, the opinionated, the giving me a bad look, Vanessa. Mm-hmm. Hi, everyone. Today's show. Well, this is the show where simply we try to help remove wedges, financial wedges. Something like finance money that has so little meaning and only his purpose, it gets in the way of a lot of relationships, doesn't it? Absolutely. So that's our goal. We want to help people with that. We want to help make life easier by changing some of the mistakes a lot of people make with finance. We we joke, we talk, and I hope. I mean, this is a show that will make you laugh. Maybe make you cry. Really? You think we make people cry? No, probably Cry! Not. Maybe. I could, when you said make you laugh, all I could think of was VeggieTales. I laughed. I cried. It moved me, Bob. Larry. I don't even know you. Veggie tales. I know what veggie. T- you know what? We're gonna stay on topic today. But our idea, you know, our, just our hope is it's one of those things. You'll be entertained, but you'll get something out of this, mm-hmm. and it will make you feel normal, hopefully, but inspire you to make some changes. Things we've gone through ourselves, things we've helped others go through, things we've seen others go through. Today we're not going to talk about social media, although I suspect I might go on a social media rant at some point. Probably. 
but we're going to talk about the fiduciary standard. I've always felt like when we say the fiduciary standard that we should have that sound effect in the background. You're so weird. I'm not. Yeah. All right. So we talk about the fiduciary standard and it's, I'm going to say it's probably one of the most misunderstood things in the financial world. Well, please explain what it is. First of all, it is a good thing. Okay. But I, so how many people like me, my age, and again, I'm at the tail end or the beginning end, whichever way you want to put that of the millennial spectrum morons, I was going to say. Be nice. So I'm on the tail end, but how many, as we started the show, how many millennials don't like social media? 25%. Yeah, a quarter of us. Mm-hmm. I'm going to guess that's the your end of the spectrum. Why are you? Maybe. So I am an investment advisor. Yes. Which means I am regulated as a fiduciary. Correct. How many people regulated that way do you think stick up for the lower standard, the suitability standard? Zero. Well, I'm not going to say zero. I'll go with the millennial um, social media percentage. Not a lot. Maybe a quarter. Okay. So we found this article. It was called Finding a Financial Advisor Who Puts You First, mm-hmm. offered by Barron's. Barron. Well, we have a friend named Barron, and we always call him Barron. But beside the point, we're not, we're not making a political statement towards the president's son. Although he, he could be the president's son. I doubt that. So Barron's is a pretty good financial resource, I would say. Mm-hmm. I was going to have you read this, but it's kind of far away. Can you read it from there? Not particularly. It's a little teeny tiny. I got you on this one. Okay. All right. So this author, she goes in and she says, well, reliable contract conflict-free advice. That's what you usually want. Well, time out. What do you mean that's what you usually want? That's what you always want. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that there would be a time where I'd be like, yeah, it's okay. I don't need that. That's what you always want. Mm-hmm. And I might be more particular because I also write a column. I've written a lot of different pieces in the financial world. And editors have lit me up for things like that. Oh, yes, they have. And it's been funny. It was not funny. I still, re- was. you know, the worst I got still, this editor, I wrote this article and she writes back, your writing is pe- is pedantic and is not funny. And I'm like, what? what is pedantic? Five hour rant at home, people. No. So she says, that's what you usually want when you hire a skilled pro to help you build and manage your financial portfolio. But there's no guarantee you'll get it. She then writes, some investment advisors motivated by commissions, bonuses, or other financial incentives steer clients into products that aren't in their best interest. What, what's wrong with that sentence? They're regulated. If they do that, eventually they'll get caught. Right. So, in, no, but she's lumping in our entire industry under a term that specifically means fiduciary. Right. And we wonder why there's so much... Um, lack of understanding on what who's regulated which way. Correct. I mean, I, I hate to, I hate to be this nitpicky. You're a financial author. Mm-hmm. You need to understand the terms you're using. Right. An investment advisor is regulated as a fiduciary. But whatever, we'll go further. She then goes on the imperfect Obama era law proposed by the Department of Labor 
would have required investment advisors to act as fiduciaries when dealing with retirement investments. They already do. Yes! They already legally have to. An investment advisor is a fiduciary. Now, there are some people that are not fiduciaries. They're regulated. Some people will call them brokers. Okay. But you know what? When you get, if you look at an advisor's business card, mm-hmm. it's not going to say broker. Okay. It's going to say maybe registered rep. Gotcha. It might say financial advisor. Is it legally allowed to do that? Mm-hmm. Okay. The difference here is we've got investment advice, the technical term, investment advisor representative. Okay. Fiduciary. Okay? Gotcha. Then you got essentially everything else. Okay. Not fiduciary. So they're not regulated. As a fiduciary, meaning you got to put your client's interests first. Okay. They're regulated to a suitability standard, meaning it basically, it helps them some. It didn't actually, at least didn't hurt them. That's okay. a really bland, maybe too bland, but it works for today. Okay. It reminds me of building codes. You and I talked about building codes earlier. Yes. So does a building code guarantee that a builder will adhere to it? No. Sometimes they cut corners. Oh, all the time. Easy. <laughs> I mean, I can't tell you how many builders I've had walk in that tried to sneak something through and then they've got to fix it and they've got to fix it fast and they're yep. under the gun. So here we've got a piece of legislation, a law that gets broken by people who have that license. Right. Yet there are people not held to that standard. Let's think handyman or mm-hmm. the DIY do it yourself over the weekend. Weekend, what are the, weekend warrior. <laughs> Pretty sure that term is used for something else, but... What? Partying. Really? Yeah. Anyways. You millennials. So the the weekend warrior, in terms of home projects, Uh don't some of them, despite not being regulated that way, not only adhere to that standard, the building codes, but exceed them? Yes. So I don't know. I, I don't think there's a lot of investment advisors like myself adhering to or regulated as a fiduciary saying one's not better, they're different. Right. I'll give you an example and then we'll take a break. Let's imagine we've got, we've talked about it before on this show that the average working family with a couple of kids, their tax refund was how much? About 3,500? Yeah. So if they want to invest those dollars as they should, mm-hmm. right? They, let's, well, I don't know, maybe not, they should. They've got an emergency fund because it's step number one. They've got that. They've got five grand in savings and checking like we always talk about. Yep. And now they've got these extra dollars and they go, well, we really should pay off the visa, but we know if we pay off the visa in six months, the visa will be back. Okay. So it's time we start saving. It's time we start investing. So they go to a commission-based advisor, a broker, a financial rep, mm-hmm. a financial advisor, whatever num- name you want to give them. That rep's regulated to a suitability standard because they right. charge a commission. Yep. That's the that's a good example for them. The the client would pay me more money. It it's not in their best interest to work with me. They don't need planning. Right. They just want to put something away and start and investing. They, and they need to adhere to the infomercial standard which is set it and forget it. <laughs> they need to put it away and not think about it. Right. It's like We've got a, um, you know, our middle child. Mm-hmm. She's really taken to baseball. Yes. Should we hire Ken Griffey Jr. as a coach for her? Absolutely not. What good would it do? Zero. She's five. Right. She doesn't need planning. She doesn't need coaching. She just needs to keep swinging the bat. 
and throwing the ball. If you're at the beginning of your investing life, you don't need planning. You just need somebody to say, hey, swing the bat again. Hey, go out there and swing. And a commission structure might be the best relationship for an example like that. Okay. But then we have things like the CFP out there, Mm -hmm. a certified financial planner. Right. And people will say, CFPs are always fiduciaries. But is this true? You'll have to wait till after the break. Mike Markey is full of information, but as you probably already know, he gets so excited to give out that information that he speaks at about 900 words per minute with gusts up to 1,300. Now's your chance to get that information at your own pace. Mike has written a book called Fireproof Your Retirement, which can be found on Amazon. It covers many of the same topics we cover during the show, including income planning, asset allocation, gifting, taxes, and much more. As you know, Mike is all about paying it forward. That is why 100% of the proceeds go to local fire departments. Once again, that's Fireproof Your Retirement by Michael Markey, which can be found on Amazon.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the second segment of Fireproof Your Retirement with our pseudo Ryan Seacrest over here. It did kind of sound that way, didn't it? A little bit. I wonder how, didn't American Idol come back? Yeah. Is it still back or did it get dropped as fast as Roseanne? (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure it's still back. Nobody's making racist tweets on American Idol. Yet. Right. All right. I want to jump into a different direction. Okay. Um, We'll come back about the CFP. Over the break, I was able to look up some of their standards and questions and stuff like that. They're FAQs. But why is it so important to be on the same page to understand the level of care or what to expect from your advisor? I think it's because you only get upset when you think you're getting one thing and you get another. Right. Does anyone get upset when they go to a timeshare presentation and then they get a hard close at the end? No, because they knew it was coming. Right. So believe it or not. Now, I don't watch South Park, but I was at a conference a number of years ago where they showed this clip, and then I thought of it for today's show. And let me tell you, I was a little worried about it, but then I watched it and I laughed. We, we had to watch it a few times yeah. to make sure it was clean, because it is South Park. So what happens here is the little kid, I don't even know his name. Cartman. Oh, all right. Well, you do, apparently. He's I think. in line at a bank, and he wants to deposit money I think his grandmother gave him. So right, Well, he doesn't want to. He wanted to go spend it, because his, right. his dad his says dad, no. So it starts with, here they are in line, on the queue line at the bank, waiting to go to a personal banker. Here it is. Do I really have to do this, Dad? Stan, now more than ever, you need to understand the importance of saving money. But Grandma said I could use this money to buy whatever I want. Okay, next, please. Go on, Stanley. All right, so he's walking up to the desk. How can I help you, young man? I got a $100 check from my grandma, and my dad said I need to put it in the bank so it can grow over the years. Well, that's fantastic. A really smart decision, young man. We can... The banker's got the nice tie on. He, you know, he's the, I mean, this looks like the normal bank situation or advisor. Right. But not a CFP. I'm kidding. Just kidding. Anybody with the CFP can put that check in a money market mutual fund. Then we'll reinvest the earnings into foreign currency accounts with compounding interest and it's gone. Gone. He's just staring at him. Now he's looking at him like, what'd you want? What'd you expect? It's gone. And the kid's like, uh, What? Uh, what? It's gone. It's all gone. What's all gone? The money in your account. It didn't do too well. It's gone. Here's my favorite part. What do you mean? I, I have $100. Not anymore, you don't. Poof. Well, 
what can I do to get back I'm my... I'm sorry, sir, but this line is for bank members only. I just opened an account. Do you have any money invested with this bank? No, you just lost it all. Then please stand aside for people who actually have money with us. Next, please. Here's where I was worried it would go not clean. Right. So now a grandmother, an elderly, she's made, you know, the gray hair. She's she's kind of pushing the little kid out of the way. Hey! Hello, Mrs. Farnickel. How are you today? Making a deposit, are we? Great. We can just put that into your retirement account and make it go to work for you. And it's gone. What? Sorry, yeah, that's gone. Please step aside for people who actually have money with the bank. Next, please. Dad! Hey, I'm trying to teach my son the importance of savings. You already lost his money? Oh, Mr. Marsh, d don't worry. We can just transfer money from your account into a portfolio with your son, and it's gone! This line is for people who have money with the bank only. Please step aside. Stunned. <laughs> uh, you know, and the reason I think that appeals to me, because we've all felt that way in the financial world at some point. Right. That we ask a question, because that's what they said. Mr. Marsh walks up and he says, you lost his money already. And what's he say? He does, does he answer the question? No, he says, well, we can take your money and transfer it over into your son's and poof, it's, it's gone. gone. <laughs> and it's gone. We've all felt that way. Right. And you know, and that's uh, the, I, the reason that hits me is whether we're talking about a fiduciary, of which I am. Mm-hmm. Or whether we're talking about somebody who works on a pure commission base. Okay. You know, you should be able to ask them bluntly, what do I, am I paying you? Correct. What does this cost me? Absolutely. And I'm going to tell you, you if the answer you get back starts with one of these um, that sounds like this. Um, well. Oh yeah, or that one. Well. Then that's not being transparent. Somebody who's used to being transparent, isn't that the entire purpose of being a fiduciary? Yes. To be transparent. Mm -hmm. Well, let me ask you this. Just thinking about this. Anytime that you have something done on your house, what do you do first? Get a quote. Right. Why is it okay to ask for how much something costs in that instance, but you're not allowed to ask how much it costs to invest your money? I don't know. I don't know why that became acceptable in our industry. A lot of hidden costs. Now, does this make it a bad industry? No. No. I've seen, you know, and what you we were talking about this on the break. I've seen some of what I would say some of the worst people in this industry. Yes. I've seen dirt bags. Mm-hmm. Because, I won't say because. I've just seen people that just make you feel like you need to take a shower after having a conversation with them. Right. Yeah, I still believe in the good of so much of our industry. Absolutely. Because there's a lot of great people and not all of them are going to be regulated fiduciaries. No. And there's some fiduciaries who I've met who are dirt bags. I'll probably get in trouble for this, but they're dirt bags. Well, they're just slimy. They're dirty. I wouldn't even drink out of a cup after them. <laughs> Would you drink out of a cup? No, <laughs> it was a bad analogy. <laughs> I don't, it, it I felt mean, right when we, I was saying it. We got to talk about something, honey, if you're sharing cups with other people. Well, if they're good people, I mean, but I th the point made, right? Right. So why did we get rid of this Obamacare legislation? I'm getting a lot of questions from people in face-to-face -face meetings about this right now. Well, why, why would the Trump administration get rid of this? Well, first of all, it didn't really make people, it wasn't really going to regulate them as a fiduciary. Right. It made you think they were. Right. We use the analogy of, uh, we got two different water bottles on the desk here. We have an mm -hmm. Aquafina and an Ice Mountain. Mm -hmm. Now, the Aquafina, it's not. But let's just imagine it was a 20-ounce bottle. Yep. 
and the ice mountain's the 16 ounce. Okay. And so you come into my water store and you go, you know what? I'm pretty thirsty today. I want a 20 ounce bottle of water. So I go, well, great. You want the Aquafina. That's a 20 ounce. The ice mountain's only 16. Mm -hmm. Now, as I'm ringing you up, I go, well, Mrs. Markey, I've got something that I need to disclose to you. And you say, what's that? Now, I've, I've already done all the paperwork. I've, I'm about to run your card. It's right at the end. Mm -hmm. And I go, I potentially had a conflict today. And you're like, it's a bottle of water. Right. You're like, what? <laughs> but this bottle of water is going to have more meaning than a normal bottle of water in this analogy. And you're like, what? I'm like, well, see, I make a bunch more. I make more. I don't even have to say bunch. I just got to tell you that I make 50 cents more. I'll make a dollar fifty on the sale of the Aquafina, but I'm going to make a buck on the sale of the Ice Mountain. Hmm. And you're like, well, but yeah, but I, I asked you for the 20 ounce. Well, Mrs. Markey, I just had to tell you that I potentially had that conflict. Okay. Now, I could get rid of that conflict, couldn't I? I just got to get rid of all the Ice Mountain. Right. That pay me less. Right. The, that that new rule, which has been vacated, I I think it's dead. It's on its last legs. We're still waiting for an actual mandate, which is about a month overdue now. Okay. So it's not technically dead. We still have to adhere to the things that went in place, although it's been overturned. It's weird. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't matter. It's just what it is. Okay. But imagine this. Imagine you come into my water store, and I tell you about this conflict, and all of a sudden you look around. And you start to see all these advertisements. What do they all talk about? How you need to have 20 ounces of water at each sitting. Okay. And that 20 ounces is what it takes to actually become hydrated. Right. And that Aquafina has A won, 20 ounce bottle. Well, I would say Aquafina has won all these awards. So you just pushed somebody in the direction of said Aquafina as opposed to Ice Mountain with your propaganda. Psychologists would say I nudged you. I influenced your decision before you knew it. Right. So this idea, I mean, the, this conflict of interest, it would hope that that might open your eyes when I told you that I had a potential bias. But that goes out the window if I just do what? Get, Get rid of the... Ice Mountain. Yep. So that fiduciary rule didn't say act in somebody's best interest. It merely meant don't act in your own interest first. Right. So let's talk about CFPs when we come back. Let's talk about... Let's go into a couple more videos. It's important to know what, what type of relationship your advisor is working in. And it should be an easy answer. If it's not, run! Most people plan on taking their social security benefits at one of three ages, 62, 66, or 70. But did you know that there are over 20,000 calculations that could be run to determine the best time for you to file? Call Legacy Financial Network at 855-LF-NETWORK or visit LegacyFinancialNetwork.com to request your complimentary Social Security Maximization Report that will help you learn how you can get the most out of your benefit. All right, welcome back, everyone. Today we've talked... I didn't get to do my rant about social media. Which is okay. But we've been talking about the fiduciary rule. That ah. sound effects. But it's a rule... It's been around since 1940. Okay. This isn't new. Right. And being somebody that's regulated this way, again, I will say that I don't believe one's better than the other. We use the example of a working, a young working family that's just starting on their investment horizon, their investment mm -hmm. journey. Mm -hmm. They don't need planning. They just need it. Right. They just need somebody to do it. And, you know, hopefully give them a little bit of guidance and not run them over the mill. Right. You know, help them. But that wouldn't necessarily mean working with a planner. Okay. 
here's one more video, and this one's from CNN Money. I don't remember what the, who the guy was on here, um, but he compares being a broker, being uh, compared a, a broker to being a fiduciary. Yes. So in other words, if Fund A has a five percent commission to me as the salesperson, and Fund B has no commission, I have to do the one with no commission if they're substantially similar. If I were a broker, of course, I wouldn't do that because I don't get paid that way. As an advisor, the fund family can't pay me. So, of course, I'm going to recommend what's best for the client. Let's stop right there. So he ends with saying, well, of course, I'm going to act that way if I'm regulated that way. And he makes the assumption, the statement that those held to those being compensated with commissions mm -hmm. are, of course, going to pick whichever one benefits them and not the client. Is that fair to say? No. I mean, just because you're not regulated one way, does that always mean? I mean, I can get it saying, well, a lot of times people won't do it, but always? No. Are we this naive from living in West Michigan? To think that people actually have a conscience and will do something right by somebody else? Right. No. I, I mean, would I would think that there are more places in the world that actually have half of a heart. I mean, I can't believe West Michigan's the only place that actually works for other people if we didn't have a rule that said you couldn't kill people would everyone just go out and murder everyone no i mean well maybe in south chicago well they actually have a rule there so <laughs> we're gonna get in trouble for that one you know the the idea here this show is about highlighting illustrating some of the big misconceptions with fiduciary rule mm -hmm. level of care what mm -hmm. it really means i mean before i go into the cfp the last piece there, he said, well, I can't even get compensated that way. Yeah, you, can, you can't, but you can. There's ways around it. Mm -hmm. And then you have to disclose it in what's called your ADV brochure part two, which no one reads. Right. It's about yeah. a 30 to 50 page document. We highlighted this earlier in the year, that six pack abs thing. It sounded like this really good weight loss deal. And then you read their disclosure, which we use this as an example that people aren't reading disclosures. Correct. And in the end, it said it's entirely possible you will gain fat, lose muscle mass, lose abdominal definition, experience other negative results as a result or outcomes as a result of the advice contained in our products. Which is the exact opposite of what these people are trying to do. So define, right, exactly. And I mean, I don't think the financial world is that, is the, you know, diet weight loss scam. Mm -hmm. But my point to that is here we've got bad information. This guy's, well, I can't be paid that way. Therefore, I don't act that way. You know what? Maybe that's a testimony to your character. Right. That you just think if you're not regulated to something, you, of course, won't do it. I, I think that's poor. And going back to the, the fiduciary standard for CFPs, am I saying anything bad about CFPs here? No. I'm just trying to help people define because oftentimes they'll say, well, Mike, CFPs are always regulated as fiduciaries. No, they're not. Right. Not yet. There's a new rule coming up. Mm -hmm. End of or beginning of October of 19, 2019, well over a year from now. Mm -hmm. But- if you look at their FAQs on their website, question 2.1, it says, since some CFP professionals are not involved in providing financial planning services to clients, it would be inappropriate to hold these individuals to a duty of care that may not apply to the professional activity, meaning not a fiduciary. Right. They still have to put their client's interests first. Right. But that's not technically always a fiduciary. I think as this industry evolves, we need to get to the point that somebody walks in and they just want, you know, I think of somebody at a bank mm -hmm. who could be a CFP or they could be an MRFC like myself, a master registered financial consultant, longest title ever. 
Right. And somebody comes in, you're working at a bank or wherever, and they say, well, here's this CD I have. Mm-hmm. And what do I do? And you go, well, I need to know your investment horizon. They go, nope, uh-uh. Just tell me what on the CD. Well, how many other assets do you have? Uh-uh, I'm not here to talk about that. Well, what kind of health are you in? No, just tell me what to do with this CD. How am I supposed to do that if I don't know your other aspects? How am I supposed to do that as a fiduciary, meaning I'm acting in your best interest? I can't. Right. I can just tell you to roll it over into another CD then. Right. But what our industry does now is they say, well, I'm, I can't act. The client didn't want a fiduciary, and therefore I'm not going to be one. I think that's wrong. In the medical world, if my toe's broken, it's clearly broken, I, and they want to take blood pressure and weight and all those other things they want to do, and I go, nope, you don't need to know that stuff. Broken toe. See the sideways one right there that's all black and blue? Mm-hmm. Broke. Fix it. They're not going to do it, are they? Probably like, not. Hey, what other medications are you on? No. Fix my toe. They're not going to do it because something they prescribe, something they put in place might actually hurt me. Right. Have a negative impact. And that's the evolution this industry needs to make. Advisors, if you're, and that's, I think, how do you find out if you're really working with a fiduciary? They should always, they should, number one, they should be looking at taxes and healthcare. They should be explicitly defining the path you're on. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't explicitly know the path you're on, then they can't say any piece of advice they gave you actually helped. Right. That's all the time we have today. Till next week, this has been another episode of Fireproof Your Retirement. God bless. This has been Fireproof Your Retirement. For more information, contact Michael J. Markey Jr. of Legacy Financial Network. Call toll-free at 855-LF-NETWORK or online at LegacyFinancialNetwork.com. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Mike Markey and Legacy Financial Network are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency.